0: is what you see in Progress Village. Progress Village is how far away from Tico? Probably 5 minutes. 5 minutes away. Yeah. Okay? Maybe 10. Now, let's 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 take it a bit further in the bottom. What we call the bottom in East Ebor right here, closer to us, it, it, not far from where we're sitting right now, right? Uh right there in East Ebor, what they call East Ebor, there is a power Plant substation. A Tico power plant substation. That had that when the research was done, research was done, and they showed that radiation was was coming from those from those substations and that it it can cause a problem. Well, I know for a fact that there are five people, because they testified to it, there are five people that literally are sick. Oh, we're sick. Today. We're going to have to pick this up on the other side. It's time for National Public it's Radio. It's time for National Public Radio. But Let's that do it was first. a lot to talk about in right the next Live from
1: NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. The U.S. Navy has sailed two warships through the Taiwan Strait. The first time it's done so following several high-profile U.S. congressional visits to Taiwan. Military tensions in the strait with China at their highest level since the mid-1990s as NPR's Emily Fang reports.
2: The two U.S.-guided missile destroyers left their base in Japan on Sunday to sail through the strait. U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn had left Taiwan days earlier after an official visit. The Taiwan Strait is a busy shipping corridor just 100 miles wide and separates Taiwan from the east coast of China. The U.S. regularly sails warships there, but the timing of this operation is a signal to China of U.S. interests in the region. China has been mounting military drills and flyovers of taiwan since house speaker nancy pelosi visited the self-governed island in early august emily fang and pier news
1: a federal judge in florida has set a hearing for later this week on a request from lawyers for former president trump to appoint a special master to review documents seized by the fbi during a search of trump's mar-a-lago home she seemed likely to grant the request saying this weekend that it's her preliminary intent The move comes as U.S. intelligence officials say they will begin an assessment alongside the Justice Department of the potential damage posed by Trump's removal of sensitive information from the White House. After record-setting rainfall, Mississippi's Pearl River is rising and threatening to flood streets and homes in the state capital of Jackson, where Mayor Shokwe Lumumba urging residents to get out now. Our residents have been inundated. Uh, with persistent rain over the last few days. So we've already been contending with uh, flash flooding. And so it's, it's quite a toll on our residents. Mayor Lumumbo spoke to CNN this morning. He says to expect high water to begin affecting parts of Jackson by this evening. Mississippi's governor has declared a state of emergency. Officials in Pakistan now say more than 1,000 people have died in widespread flooding since monsoon rains began in mid-June. NPRS Dia Hadid reports on northern Pakistan.
3: Pakistan has been facing unprecedented multiple calamities and all involve water. Heavy monsoon rains and flash flooding from mountains have washed away villages and crops in Pakistan's south. In the north, gushing rivers have also swept away bridges, homes and hotels built in its path. Farther in Pakistan's highlands, glacial melt made more extreme by global warming is causing flash flooding and overwhelming river valleys where most residents live in small hamlets. Pakistan is one of the world's most vulnerable countries to the impact of climate change, but its residents, who are mostly poor, have done little to contribute to it. Dear Hadid, NPR News, Northern Pakistan.
1: And you're listening to NPR News. The Buffalo Bills have cut ties with rookie punter Matt Ariza after a public backlash stemming from accusations that Ariza was involved in a gang rape of a teenager last fall. The decision is a reversal for the Bills, but General Manager Brandon Bean told a news conference last night that parting ways is the right thing to do.
3: At this time, we just think it's the best move for everyone to move on from Matt and let him
1: take care of this situation and focus you know on 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 that and so we're going to part ways there. Ariza and two of his former San Diego State teammates are facing a lawsuit in San Diego County. In a statement released Friday, Ariza said the facts of the incident are not what they are portrayed to be in the lawsuit. NASA is making final preparations for the launch of its next-generation moon rocket at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. From member station WMFE in Orlando, Brendan Byrne reports a space agency is planning a launch attempt tomorrow.
4: NASA's Artemis 1 mission will send the uncrewed Orion spacecraft on a six-month mission around the moon and back giving it a big boost off the ground is NASA's SLS rocket. At more than 300 feet tall, it's the agency's most powerful rocket, capable of more than 8 million pounds of thrust at liftoff. The mission is critical, as NASA plans to send humans to lunar orbit and eventually the surface in the coming years. The Artemis One mission will test key systems like navigation and life support before clearing the spacecraft for
1: astronauts. For NPR News, I'm Brendan Byrne in Orlando. And I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News.
4: Support for NPR comes from BetterHelp, connecting people with a therapist online for issues like depression and anxiety. Twenty-five thousand therapists are available through BetterHelp using a computer or smartphone. BetterHelp.com/public and the Limelson Foundation.
3: Hey Ed, you want to play What If? Sure, how do you play? Easy, just imagine something that you'd like to see happen. Like having it rain tacos on Tuesday? Or how about a four-hour block of folk and acoustic music on WMNF? You don't have to imagine that. It's happening every Sunday morning, starting at 10 a.m. with Postmodern Hootenanny, hosted by me, Ed Lehman, featuring new and
1: exciting Americana music along with classic folk favorites.
3: And that's followed at noon for two hours with the Acoustic Peace Club, with me, Jeannie Holton, and Nathaniel Cox, featuring the best of folk and singer-songwriters with great topical songs and music that matters. Get your four-hour fix of folk music every Sunday starting at 10 a.m. right here on WMNF Tampa.
1: What about my Taco Tuesday?
3: This ain't the Food Network, Ed.
1: Oh.
4: Hey, it's Lindsay from the Caribbean Cruise. Where we play all Caribbean music, from the classics thing, right. to the latest. Every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. here on WMNF 88.5. Online at
3: WMNF.org or through the WMNF mobile app. Hi, I'm Sean, and I hope you tune into my interview show called Tuesday Café every Tuesday morning at 10 on 88.5 WMNF. I interview environmentalists, politicians, social justice activists, academics, and other experts about topics that impact you right here in the Tampa Bay area. I focus on issues that are important locally and across the whole state of Florida. The show is called Tuesday Café with Sean Canan. It's every Tuesday morning at 10 on 88.5 FM, WMNF Tampa, and on WMNF.org. Hi, I'm Kenny Coogan. Join Annie Ellis and myself as we co-host the Sustainable Living Show here on your community-supported radio station, WMNF Tampa. On Sustainable Living, we bring you conversations with local experts on sustainable topics.
2: Please come share with us every Monday morning at 11 in our talks about alternative energy sources, organic gardening, farming, and everything in between. Sustainability is a balance of people, profit, and planet. Together, we will make a difference.
4: Right now, you are tuned to the Sunday Forum here on WMNF Community Radio 88.5 FM with Walter L. Smith and the fourth estate crew.
0: We're back. We are back. We are back. We're back. The Sunday Forum. Yours truly, Walter L. Smith, the second, the voice of the Tampa Bay area, Along with Mobili, yep, and we're also talking about the environment. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Listen, uh, you know, I haven't been in church in so long, Mobili, really, and I, I'm I'm ashamed. <laughs> I'm so ashamed. Mm-hmm. I'm so ashamed <laughs> that I'm going to play this nice song by the Barcades. the Holy Ghost, right oh, here <laughs> on the Sunday forum. Sorry, mom. Don't, don't 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 hurt me, mom. <laughs> we gonna play it right here on the Sunday Forum. All right. Baby, you know you did. Sonya Brookings You know what I'm talking about You know this song You know it Gordon, West Palm Beach. You know, you know what this is about. Yeah. (laughs) Louis Viera, City Council. (laughs) Yeah. My friend Louis Viera. You know about this. Orlando Goose. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I know some Orlando Goose's family. He got the Holy Ghost. I know.
0: <laughs> My pastor, Reverend James. Glenn Dames Dr. Glenn Dames You know about this right here.
4: WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM Community Conscious Radio.
0: Just thought we'd have some fun, folks. Just have yeah. some fun. The Barcades, the Holy Ghost. Your love. We got the Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Boy, let bring back some Saturday morning, clean up the house <laughs> him, right? yeah. everything. Soul Train watching. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Man. Listen. <laughs> uh, we are going I can't stop laughing. So listen, uh, we're talking about the Toxic Bus Tour (laughs) and what happened yesterday on the Toxic Bus Tour. We had a very informative and a great day yesterday. Um, Shout out to uh, Anthony Youngblood. And bus tours. I really appreciate Anthony okay. Youngblood mm-hmm. and the work that he's he's done providing the bus for the buses for us. Each time we've done this, this is the third time we've done it. We're gonna do it a fourth time uh next month in September on the twenty-fourth. Right right now it's scheduled for the twenty-fourth. That may change, but right now uh it's it's that's what it is. Uh but I tell you And it's gonna be food? There's gonna be food. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's always food, man. <laughs> plenty of it. Plenty of it. Yesterday we went down to uh, Drips and Rack City Ribs. Listen, it was great. Thank you to mm-hmm. them. And we appreciate you a great deal. Alex at Rack City Ribs and Rachel at Drips. We really appreciate you down there in Progress Village and Riverview. We appreciate the the, uh, the food. There's always a lot of food, mm-hmm. and people walk away with something. Mm-hmm. They, they, they leave them with some food. Plates and plates. Plates and plates and plates. <laughs> so we really appreciate you uh, for all that you do down there. We make sure that I, one of the things I always make sure I do is support the local businesses that are mm-hmm. that are in the area uh, for what we're doing. So uh, that's what we. That's that's how we. That's how we roll. That's yeah. how we roll with the toxic bust. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Okay, folks. When we talk about this this issue of of fracking, was we were talking about fracking? Then we talked about what was it called? Matrix, the the the, the repackaging of the other terminology. Yeah. Acidation, matrix acidation. Yes, matrix acidation. Let me tell you, it's pretty much the same thing, <laughs> right? Just given a different name. Uh, but you know. We have to be aware, folks, of what's happening to our communities. Uh, <clears throat> as we talk about utilities, and we talk about uh, utilities throughout the state of Florida, but even more specifically here in Tampa, go. I suggest that you go and you read, really read, the Tico Emera webpage. Really read it. More specifically, I suggest that you read their diversity Inclusion and equity plan and and make some observations. One of the observations I made was that there are a lot of folks that you know from our community, from the black community, who work for DECO. Shout out to you. Uh, you know, I can't you can't fault you with that. You gotta have a job, right? right? Gotta have a job. <clears throat> As you continue to read further down, that, and that's the first thing you see. Right? The good part. That's the good part. Good news first. Good news first. What disturbed me about it is the... The... How... How... There is money that's given to someone. I, you know, I not I can tell you right now. I, we haven't seen it. Not in, in, in any black community I know of. Where... There was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars according to them that was given to the City of Tampa History Museum for the purposes of establishing a black history exhibit in the museum. Now, is that a good thing? Sure, that's wonderful. But it is not excuse the impacts. That are happening to the people of our community, of any community. You understand what I'm saying? Maybe, you know, you know, at what cost, right? Right. You know, at what cost do we do we say that that's okay? Just go ahead and continue on with your um, with your use of coal and burning of gas, and continue on with the hazardous. Impacts that they create, right? But we'll take your two hundred (laughs) and fifty thousand dollars and just overlook that. No, to me, there's nothing. That's just like I mean, you can't take my child's ability to breathe, or the or the possibility that we're going to have low birth weight babies that are born, Um, where infant mortality continues on at disproportionate numbers in our community because you gave $250,000 for a black history museum. I don't need $250,000 for a black history exhibit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need that. I, that's that's what we have libraries for. That's what we have, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> uh, uh, that, that's what we have other other. Events for and things like that. That, that I don't. I know that that does not move me. Mm. That does not move me. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. The the weatherization program. Mm. Weatheriza- we spoke about the weatherization program. The weatherization program is not reaching people the way that it should reach people in our communities. Right here in Hillsborough County, did not. It needs to. And we need to figure out how what we can do in order to make it successful. If you're not reaching renters, then you're probably not helping a lot of people in our community. Yeah.
4: Cause they need they need savings as well, and it's it's getting
0: expensive just to heat and cool an apartment. That's right. That's right. And that should be a scandal. That's right. Now, let me let me be helpful. Let me be helpful with what I'm gonna say. Okay, with the next the next statement. Make sure, folks, that if you need weatherization, that you go and you speak to the people at the Tampa Hillsborough Action Plan. Mm. Make sure you at FAP 5508. 5508 is more than just some, you know, some, uh, what? Then some place to just walk around. <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> just it's more than just that. It's more than just pretty right there are offices there that specifically are intended to help you with weatherization of your homes get your homes weatherized folks register get the the money is there the money is there okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. go there and get it done so i'm I'm being helpful yeah, yes you are <laughs> okay I'm not I'm not even gonna take a negative position on that except to say. It needs to. The information needs to get out more, and people need. And, and more effort needs to be put into into making certain that people are getting that information, right? Yeah. Um. And it, that that effort does not just need to be on the part of Thap. It needs to be on the part of Tico. They gave the money. They need to oversee it. They need to make sure that that, that these things are happening, right? Mm-hmm. That successfully. Successfully. Now, that that's, that's my viewpoint. I'm sticking yeah. to it. That's my viewpoint. I'm sticking to it. Okay? But let's talk about the coal ash. Let's talk about this coal ash thing. Did you know that coal ash, and we've talked about this before on the show, that coal ash does not have a hazardous waste or hazardous material designation? Oh, really? Does not. Does not. Nope. It does not. In fact, in fact, the in 2015 under the Obama administration, um, it was the first time that they began to uh, that the federal government began to look at coal ash uh, and its impacts on the environment. Okay, and they began to say they they said things like they, they used uh, they 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 actually. Came up with a way to store it from the standpoint of saying, "Okay, you don't you, you, the lining that you're going to use for this thing is you're going to use clay lining. Okay, clay lining. That's not lining. No, that's porous, isn't it? No, ultimately? clay. Clay is very minimally porous. It's not. It, it's difficult for anything liquid or any anything to pass through it. Very difficult. Very, mm-hmm. very difficult. If you, if it's, it's probably the best thing for it. For situations where you have petroleum's and things like that, for instance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you have petroleum's in the ground that are leaking, um, usually what you'll find is a clay layer good. around it in order to in order to help to keep the plume from moving or, or the the migration of the pollutants to move. So it's, it's a good idea to have a clear a clay surface or a clay layer okay. around it. Right, makes sense. Um. So so EPA. Right, so so the so under the Obama administration, they say, hey, you know, we're going to uh, we're going to make certain that we store this coal ash in ponds or in, in, in pond areas or pits, so to speak, where you will have no way. There's no way for it to get out. Right. What, what do you mean get out? Well we're going to minimize this thing. We're going to minimize it. Fast forward, 2016, 2018. So, in that time period, we're looking at, by this time period, we're looking at number three. Right? So number three goes, and he rolls back and gives an extension to them for being able to store this stuff. So before... The storage was the, the the key was to find a way to get rid of. They had to figure more out on how to store it. They, they had not figured it out yet, right? They were trying to figure it out. When they finally figured it out, number three it says, "Hey, we're going to give you more time to store this stuff <laughs> in your unlined, <laughs> right? Your unlined uh, pits." fast forward to now that same rollback exists so in other words in other words there's no categorization of it at all it hasn't said it's a hazardous waste we got to do something about it and we have to uh, figure out how to contain it and do something differently no 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 what they've done literally is they've they've allowed it to continue on yeah nothing to stand in the way of no capital policy, no policy no yeah just allow them to continue. Go ahead, continue making this stuff, right? Continue mm-hmm. making it, but you know, it's just just you're going to give you a little more time. <laughs> and that's arsenic in coal ash. Arsenic, thallium. Thallium is a, is is one is like a heavy metal, right? Mm-hmm. Thallium actually, it was used as a as a as a means to merge. There were people that use thallium, small amounts, very small amounts. To, for murder. Mm. To kill yeah. somebody. And try to hide evidence. Yeah. Yeah. As, as much as you could hide arsenic. Arsenic is easy to, is, is easy to hide as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Less easy than, than it was before, uh, than it had been in previous years. But, you know, because now people test for arsenic in, in the hair and everything else like that, right? Yeah. Thallium is something you don't even see it. Now, this is a Sunday forum, not how to get away with murder. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> please, folks, don't, don't, don't do not don't that. Don't do that. Whatever you do, don't do that. But no, uh, thallium is has this material. Coal ash, coal ash has this stuff in it. Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. heavy metals in it. And it is, its it has been determined that these things exist. And, it, and it's, it's, I, I didn't make it up. I didn't say it. Read about it. It's right here. Thallium.
4: I'm seeing everything else too: mercury, cadmium, lead, selenium, yeah, chromium.
0: Knock yourself out. (laughs) (laughs) It's there. It's there, and it's right there on. Guess where? Guess where you find it? Big Ben Road. Oh, see, Big Ben Road in a big old pit, big old coal ash pond. Okay, now let's let's consider this: what happened? When that coal ash pond is breached, mm. you're not saying if you're saying when. When, when. Imagine if, I don't know if people remember when Hurricane Irma came, right? Mm. And the waters receded, and you had if you go if you were to drive up Causeway Road here in Tampa, you would you would have seen ships that were sitting on solid ground, mm. right? I don't know if people remember that, right? But people, there were people that were scared crapless. I'm using that for a much, <laughs> for a much better term than, 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 what, than what I could use, right? And they were trying to figure out, oh, wow, where'd the water go? Do y'all remember what happened in Southeast Asia when that tidal wave came? Oh, yeah, <laughs> 2004. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. The Wait waters back. receded. Mm-hmm. And, the wa- and everybody was wondering where those waters were. But they went along with, with life, life as usual. Everything was fine. Then all of a sudden, big old tidal wave came. We're talking about a 40-foot wave surge that has been predicted and projected through the Phoenix Project. And the numbers have changed to be even more devastating than the ones before. Hmm. And that's primarily because Of the heat That we're producing That these people are producing Mm -hmm. It's not just them In all fairness It's not just them But they produce a whole bunch of it And it empowers It powers up those hurricanes Yeah And as they're sitting there Those hurricanes are sitting there Like a bunch of linebackers Right
4: (laughs) You want it Weather systems like a hurricane to move and you want it to move quickly. Exactly. So it doesn't grow and over land. Uh, usually it dies over land, but if it's really hot, if it's going over some hot water like the Gulf of Mexico, yeah, it's gonna cause some problems on land. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Well, we did hear from Avro Montalegre and he yeah. said he went on the toxic bus
0: tour and it was very
4: interesting. Thank you,
0: Avro. So Avro, uh you know, we have some major issues. Even the EPA talks about uh all the pro- the byproducts of burning coal, fly ash, bottom ash, boiler yeah. slag, boiler Boilers. slag. Mm-hmm. What what did I just talked about? Boiler yeah, slag, right? We yeah. just talked about that. And then and then then these people sit there and say that the stuff that's coming out of the of the of the uh of the of the towers, right? Oh yeah. Right, they're saying that that is stack. water.
4: Little water particles coming out of there.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Now, as we're sitting on the bus tour, the gentleman says, "I took class. With, I used to go to class and work security uh, at Tico." Right. Oh, really? He says the guy there, the guy, the guy, one of his classmates. Who still works there, oh, well, no, he didn't work there anymore, um, but who had a, you know, they had their armed guards, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he said they have a coating on the guns, on the guns, right? It's like a nitrogen coating or something like that. Mm-hmm. Whatever that coating was, as they walked around, it began to deteriorate. The surface of the, the, the that coating began to be eaten away. By the air, as they're walking around the planes, <clears throat> Like, literally changing the color wow. of the guns. Wow. That's, that's the <laughs> air. That was the air. That's how Hasidic the air is. Right? Man, come on, man. You know, this is not, you know, again, you know, hey, I'm not making this up. No. I'm not making this up.
4: And this is, this is from people who were in, who were working there, who were there. Yeah. And this was happening to their things. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the Eyewitness question, news. Eyewitness. Yeah. Eyewitness accounts. Eyewitness accounts, man. Okay. So, so let's let's talk some more about this. Sulfur dioxide emissions. Have you ever smelled that stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You remember? <laughs> you remember what it was first firsthand, right? That's right. All right. So let's let's talk about some of the some of the things that are there. What do people do with the coal ash? The byproduct of the coal ash, byproduct of the coal ash, is they is 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 um an aggregate that's used on roadways, Mm. right? In Florida, if you go to Mom's Journal, you'll find an article. About it, And you'll find a bunch of other articles about how this stuff is used on roadways and stuff as a byproduct, uh, as as a uh, type of end use. And it leaches out from under the road. Hmm. There's a sublayer to roads that we drive on today, on the highways and stuff like that. One of the reasons why they have to do phase one environmental site assessments before they begin uh, roadway expansion is because of the contamination that exists, hmm. so they have to make sure it's not it's not overly contaminated. You know, what I say overly contaminated. <laughs> okay, so what they do is that there are people out there right now that are that that are uh, enduring enduring those runoffs from the leaching. Hmm. It leaches from the highways. Wow. Read about it. I'm not making.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: All you gotta do is Google it. Google what I'm telling you, so that so they give this stuff to roadway developers, right? Right. They also give it to farmers. I just gave a speech two days no not two days ago Thursday. Hmm. I gave a speech to the black farmers specifically telling them do not take coal ash and use it in your on your arm um, on your land. Hmm.
4: Good Um, advice, good advice not to use coal ash on your land, it's fertilizer.
0: But do you know why they do it? The reason it's done is because it changes the pH of the soil. Mm -hmm. It's used to change the pH of soil. Well,
4: companies need to engage in more research to do better because uh, they'll be rewarded if they do there is a movement that environmentalists have developed if you are trying to bring capitalism to heal on these issues. Uh, it's called the ESG movement, which is stands for environmental, S stands for social justice, and the G stands for good governance. and uh, big surprise. White War Run doesn't like these standards. <laughs> and he's saying to those who control the state's pension funds not to engage in concern themselves with looking for companies to invest in that are following these standards, you know, because he doesn't care. You know, he just wants to uh he just wants to engage in capital and do probably for his friends you know, engage uh, investing companies that his friends run. But lo and behold, the horse probably has already left the barn on that because a company can't really be uh, profitable if they aren't following these standards for the most part. That's right. And uh, that's really what should be guiding people who are engaging in these pension funds, investing and uh, not worrying about the right wing who doesn't like woke capitalism, <laughs> you know. I mean, if we can't get capitalism to do one good thing, at least get woke get woke exactly. and make certain that you are doing the right things by your, invo- not just the environment, by your employers, by your employees, rather, by the people, not just the shareholders, by, you know, making sure that you're not engaging in racism, which is one of the reasons why, Elon Musk, one of the most richest men on earth, has started to complain about the ESG standards because not just because he's a, a electric vehicle maker, but, you know, that part takes care of the environment part, but he's had some problems with that, too, in terms of how he has engaged in development of the the cars. Uh, what? Fossil fuels are he continuing to use in the process, but also racism against his employees and not hiring fairly. You know, so social justice is something Elon Musk has failed on. And you, you if you look at the people who run the pension funds in Florida, it includes White Run, that woman, Ashley Moody, the attorney general. We know <laughs> what she's about. And some guy named Patronus who's the chief financial officer I don't even know if he he's continued if he made it through uh, whether, whether or not he was opposed during the uh, mid during the, the primary elections but as, a, as far as I know Petronas is still the chief financial officer of the state and all of these guys hate the ESG standard which could revolutionize uh, is revolutionizing companies capitalism. By waking them up, and but of course, these backward thinkers hate anything that smacks of being woke mm-hmm. <laughs> they going after the woke agenda like it's the worst thing that ever happened in the world, but again, like I said, the horse may have already left the barn on that. Most companies already have established these standards, and most shareholders look for these. Type standards when they're looking for companies to invest in, and so you're not going to be profitable if you're not appealing to shareholders who are looking at these standards. Absolutely, absolutely,
0: absolutely. Um, we we talk about this thing. I'm looking at the Earth Justice Report, right? Mm-hmm. And it it I mean, <laughs> what we what we're faced with, folks, is a major major thing that is important and dangerous because so many people don't know about it. Mm-hmm. That's why the toxic bus tour is so important. You know, people did not know about this. I mean, the common person can you imagine what that what that would be like? I- imagine imagine if one one of the teams that was there On the bus tour, actually said, uh, you know, what if we had a disaster and it took out our port? Right. In fact, fact, that team was my son. Okay. That's actually my son said. (laughs) That's a very good question. He said, what if it took out the port?
4: Which means there won't be any cruise ships going in and out. There won't be any trade coming in and out Mm-mm. not for a while
0: and hey, we won't eat for a while yeah petroleums and all the other chemicals and things will be in the ground in your in your back or front yard mm-hmm. you understand it, it the imagine the agricultural devastation yeah. mm-hmm. because there are agricultural areas around there right right how many dead you know how, how, how many uh uh dead animals would we have, right? The devastation there. How many how many uh uh how much produce mm-hmm. is destroyed because of it. I mean It is set but set us back, definitely in this area. It would really seriously set us back, man. And I and I don't think that well, bottom line is it, the other point was brought up Yesterday That You know We would end up In a situation Where That would happen to us But they're still making money Right Because yeah. that's their bottom line Alvaro Al, It was Alvaro That pointed that out He said you know Hey We have to look at Who owns this Right And what is their bottom line Mm -hmm. And as long as they're making stockholders money, they're doing their jobs.
4: Depends on how that stockholders invested, because they also have hedge funds that will go short because they see a problem happening to a company. And it portends that their stock price is about to go down. So they bet on that. Mm -hmm. They bet that it's going to go down. And when it goes down, they make money. That's so, right. yeah, you're right. They make money in good times and bad. That's right. That's right. Um, call in
0: 813 239 9663. 813 239 9663. We are talking about the toxic bus tour and the information that you get from it and yeah. you know, regarding this energy issue and regarding coal ash. Coal and coal ash is right here in the Tampa Bay area. It's right here in the Tampa Bay area. And and, and, and not just in Tampa, folks. It's in, uh, what is it, Bartow? Uh, Lakeland. Lakeland, out in uh, Polk County. They got a whole mound of that stuff. Orlando has it. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. Let's, let's get this caller. Call.
4: All right.
0: Hey, caller, you're on the Sunday forum. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Hello, hey,
2: how y'all doing?
0: All right, how you doing?
2: Oh, I'm just fed up with the whole situation. You speak of making money for the stockholders and such as that. That seems to be the never-ending game. The people mm-hmm. who make the money are dying off slowly by being exposed to all of these things that make these other people money. And the poor people will be the first and then there won't be anybody to do the work and the rich will slowly die because they won't do it themselves or won't expose themselves to it. It's just ridiculous the way that it continues to go on and on and on. So that's how I feel about it. You have a good day now.
0: All right, thank you very much, we appreciate it. You know, he's he's right. That's okay, so now, let's go back to what I was saying about about the website. Go back to the website, you look at the diversity piece, and you see all these people that are so happy to work there, so happy. All <laughs> oh, this, blah, blah blah. But all these exposures are taking place. Yeah. All these exposures are taking place, and we are assured that there's safety. Yeah. But there, but there's but let me tell you, I teach the classes, man. I teach the environmental health and safety classes. I'm the epidemiologist, dude, and I'm telling you when when they talk about illnesses. They talk about the at the end of that of that twenty some years, and you get that Rolex watch or whatever that pen is they give you, and they get that severance pay you off to the to the pastures, man, the green pastures. Guess what happens? You mm-hmm. come up with a diagnosis later on yeah. that you didn't expect to get. Let's see. Once you're on the payroll, it's,
4: it's kind of hard to speak truth to power sure. to, on the payroll, but once you get off the payroll, <laughs> then you could you can reveal some things. Sure. Go ahead, it you're on the Sunday Forum.
3: Steiner here. Just, uh, <clears throat> I just to say that uh, folks who are, um, closer to the power plant should be uh, detoxifying. Uh, I think we all should be because most Americans are way too high in their toxins, but there's so many supplements you can take uh, for getting rid of even heavy metals and uh, sometimes radioactive isotopes like uh, zeolite. Um, some zeolite products that have been helpful or bentonite clay. Uh, but I have a whole list of folks want to check out my list of uh, supplements for detoxifying <clears throat> um, over at the detox blog at theliberationstation.com. Just go to the blog's page and uh, at the com and click on the detox blog. And there's also a daily regimen blog because, you know, most folks are nutritionally deficient, so not able to detoxify. You know, like Eddie Adams was talking about last week when when he called in. He said that you know, your body um, could have too much vitamin C and excrete it, but uh, other things it can't. And so um, what I'd like to add is uh, what, what will happen is that the body will start... Uh, what it can't detoxify uh, often, it'll put away in fat tissue, so that means increased uh, fat production, and, and so when people are trying to lose weight, they should also uh, definitely detoxify because all those, all those uh, toxins are stored up in the fat. It's like, uh, you know, it's a protective mechanism when your body can't um, you know, when you don't want to deal with something, you just want to shove it away in the closet of the garage, and then when your body can get through it, it'll, it'll get to detoxifying, but if you're not able to detoxify, then it'll do even more damage uh, as you lose weight. And, uh, you know, folks should get a toxicity test of blood, hail, nails, nails and urine, and feces. Um, Blood would show current um, exposure. And uh, because, you know, our body's ability to detoxify is always different.
0: That's a good point that you you make there, is that, you know, um, Department of Labor through OSHA actually tells people that when they are on particular jobs, that they should they should be that they need to be tested um, before so they'll have a comparison of what the, what their condition was before they took on a particular task and what it is after they've taken it on, like every six months or so they should get tested in order to make certain that they are tracking um, any types of uh, of impacts. Uh, any type of exposures hazardous, hazardous exposures so that is yeah. something that, that I, I always recommend to people out there if you're working in a hazardous waste situation or a hazardous situation whether you're talking about your, your hearing or whether you're talking about um, exposure to a particular hazardous substance uh, you should always get tested before you take uh, before you take on the job and while you are on the job frequently. So, yeah, Chris, you're very right about that point. I, I would definitely recommend that people get tested with lead, you know, for lead and things like that to make sure your levels are, are at, at, the, at the appropriate exposure levels uh, for people. So, yeah, thank you very much for that, Chris. We appreciate that.
3: Well, sure, sure. Um, and uh, what I was saying is that uh, the blood, hair, nails, and urine are all going to show different things. Um, blood is present exposure and uh, because everybody's ability to, to excrete or detoxify is different, um, the excretion tests won't show, won't be as accurate, but they're more, they're better for long, showing long-term exposure. You know, say if you have a, a long hair or nail sample, you can show, uh, what someone was exposed to. You know, I'll give you an idea better, uh, what someone was exposed to in the past. So yeah, the folks should, um, definitely detox all the time. It's just, uh, you know, I mean, most folks are, when, you, when most folks are tested, they're you know, your alternative doctors say very often that about 99% of them are way over uh, acceptable limits on those toxins. And, uh, you know, a lot of parents have helped resolve their children's autism by detoxifying them and getting them on um, nutrients on supplements that are uh, methylated. I know Dr. Fred Harvey on Monday talks about this a lot. You know, you want um, B vitamins that are methylated, which are... Already broken down, otherwise, they can be toxic to those who have um, a genetic predisposition uh, like the MTHFR gene. Yeah. Um, you know, so they're not able to break down certain nutrients uh, like B vitamins yeah. and, uh, you know, the, the chemical ones that are so commonly sold on the market,
0: the cheaper ones. Okay. All right. Hey, man, thank you very much, Chris. We appreciate you and the information you sent us, man. All right. Man.
4: Uh, so we should probably talk about that a little bit more on how, how to detoxify
0: in in at all times. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. This this you know, that's a good way to combat the situation. And, you know, we want to give solutions, man. You know, don't mm-hmm. just want to just tell you, Oh, yeah, coal ash is bad and, and don't want to be exposed to it. Well, we're telling you about coal ash, first of all, to let you know it does exist and that it is something that's very bad. Right. Uh a lot of things are bad. I mean, the processed
4: food, especially in the poor communities, oh you know, we have God. dollar store, general dollar and all of that. But they're only selling boxed processed food in even in a pandemic where nutrition is important is you need more fibrous food. You know, there's a kinetic storm that happened or a cytokine storm that happens in your body just before you get sick from something like the coronavirus and that means all systems shut down all systems are shutting down but if you're eating fibrous food it helps to it helps to defend that part of the immune system because that's the first thing that gets uh infiltrated just before you have this cytokine storm so fibrous food mm-hmm. is is one of the best things to have but it's the hardest thing is to find you know you need more salads but how much you gonna pay if you go to McDonald's and oh, get
0: a man. salad you know you have to go get man the cheese don't even <laughs> melt on the burgers bro so i mean so, what are we talking about here? you know that's that's crazy
4: man um eating better is one of the best detox I mean we could talk about sage Tea. Yes, yes. We can talk about detox teas. Yes. Um, there are a lot of things that we could be engaging in on a regular lifestyle basis.
0: The, the health. Okay, so so let's let's talk about mm-hmm. health. So with the public health issue around surrounding this, we discussed the issue of public health issues, uh, public health uh, occurrences, and we talked about low birth weight babies, the infant mortality rate, and things of that nature. And so as as we looked at those those issues in those Disparities that exist regarding that. Uh, one of the things that we had to consider is the is the fact that uh, there is a shortage in our community with regard to uh, primary care physicians yeah. and uh, uh, health care professionals. Yeah. Uh, primarily because of government activity that that has actually shut down a lot of that stuff right? There's a
4: shortage everywhere. There's a shortage it's of teachers. Scary, scary and scary. It's probably going to be even more so. There's a shortage of bus
0: drivers, you know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But, this, but that's detrimental. For, mm-hmm. for, us, for us not to have doctors in our communities means that follow-ups and things like that that's are right. going to continue to be dwindling. Let's take this call right we're here. The last call we'll take. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum.
2: Bad.
4: Good morning. I'm sorry. Start over, caller.
2: Well, who do, brother Africans? What's going hey, on? Hey, brother African,
0: what's going on?
2: Oh man, no complaints, no problems that can't solve. I really appreciate this discussion, and just wanted to say, you know, um, especially the last point you made about eating well and eating right. You know, it's, it's really a lot easier to do than some people tend to make it out to be. And a lot less expensive than going to the doctor and having medications and having to have, you know, body parts removed because you got some kind of, you know, cancer or something like that. So it uh, it really is easy. And I, I say that as a person who's been food for 25 years has eaten, you know, relatively healthy, uh, you know, don't know processed foods, no soda, no, you know, uh, sugary stuff. You know, my children have never eaten cereal. Now he's not at my house. My grandparents different, you know, but
3: <laughs>
2: you know, yeah. never ate, don't eat cereal at my house and get up and cook eggs. It don't cost a lot of money to get some eggs, to get some spinach, to get some bread, it doesn't. Especially when we spend so much money on stuff we don't need, stuff that makes us sick, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, the, the fake, the fake up, what they call the makeup, the pony face and the and the funny <laughs> hair and all this spray stuff, you know, men got spray beers, and all this nonsense that actually, you know, as to, 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 toxic levels in our bodies, you know, we eliminate a bunch of that junk, right? And just, you know, put money, what, what better to invest in than yourself and your health? Just go to the, the Whole Foods. All the sprouts—they got them all over the place now, right? And just go, just get some healthy food. And if you can't afford to go every month, every week, because you don't have that kind of transportation, just go at one time, buy all the stuff, steam it, cook it, and freeze it yourself, so that you will have a supply of the stuff. You know, that, that'll last you for a while. Steam your cabbage, put it in the freezer. Steam your broccoli, put it in the freezer. Boil your black beans and your rice, put it in the freezer. And then you 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 know if transportation is an issue because I know that's a challenge for some people, but you really can be healthy, vitamins, minerals, adequate water, adequate rest every day. You you know you can live a very long time. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. It's really sad to see so many people my age. I'm forty seven, and I have never I've seen people. My first funeral I went to I was five years old. And I, I was a bunch of old people dying back then. Now, like, it, my friends, 47, 30, yeah. they're, not, they're dying from stuff. Cancer this and brain aneurysm, that, and, you know, stroke this and heart attack. And it's like the most incredible thing. And all you really have to do is, and, is just eat. Like, right? Right. And I say this, and be gone. Um, my people try to say, well, my grandmama ate it. or uh, My mama ate it, you know, so it didn't hurt. Them. <laughs> Look, They live to be yeah. 70. What the difference is, Number one, they started off with good food because they didn't have all that processed junk, all that microwave. I don't even own a the microwave. They didn't have all that microwave junk. And when they ate a chicken, most likely they just killed the chicken. The chicken hadn't been dead three months like the chicken and the that dixie <laughs> It's a different kind of thing, you know, Um, that mm. you, know, you can't look at what your grandma ate and your mama ate. You got to look at, you know, uh, today, what's, what makes sense and what's feasible today. And it, the the it, this notion that, you know, high blood pressure runs in my family or that, because it's, it's ridiculous. Because it don't run at the stand; it runs at the dinner table. All oh, y'all got it because all y'all ate the same junk, and so you can turn that stuff around relatively immediately, uh, really. And um, uh, you know, just, just with the diligent work, man. You know, and of course, you know. Uh, staying active but i mean this man really diet is no let the food be your medicine let the medicine be your food stay away from bad doctors go see dr face you know lifestyle medicine internist going to help you to live to be a healthy 100 years old stay away from bad doctors you know um stay away from all these prescriptions and processed junk and they do the work It's, it's, it's really easy i've been done over a quarter century so um Oh, yeah, I really
0: appreciate you allowing me to share It's a really important conversation. You got it, man. You got it. You don't know, right. you know, let me tell you, man. Mm-hmm. he's he's hit on the head. Like for instance, I had I had to do it. I had to do it, dude. Mm-hmm. Because easily, easily, um, you know, I started packing on pounds. I mean it's almost you know, when when you play when you're an athlete for most of your life, you know, it was easy to do. Right. Right? right. It's easy to do. And when when you leave that and go into the professional world, uh, you know and you're, you're on the road all the time. You know it's easy to do because you're trying to stay awake. You're trying to because you're you're, you're you know you're uh, you're working so hard. You try to stay awake, and you know it's it's difficult a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you're driving or whatever it is. You do a lot of field work, like I like I was doing. I was always in the sun and you know walking around, so I was able to keep at least at least keep myself relatively, you know, very healthy, right? I would go to the gym all the time. Yeah. But then there's a time when I couldn't go. I couldn't stay, you know, couldn't stay that way. And 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 of course, right. when you look at who makes the decisions about foods and, and and this is now a government thing, dude. They are making they are making decisions about what Ingredients they're gonna put in foods so they can stay longer on the shelf. Right. For right. access to it, and your trans fats uh, cause more diabetes than than anything else that you have, where you have a stroke, all this stuff like like life is saying. You, you know, you almost don't have. You, you know, you have a, you have a choice, but if you don't know any better, what are you gonna do? Right. You can't do any better, right? It's a very difficult thing to do uh, for those of us, for those people who are not aware and not able to make those decisions because they just can't, you know, right. they, they can't get to it or they or they can, they just don't know, just don't know. So, it's, it's, so public education is going to be important. Right. But when you talk about this thing, this thing of uh, the environmental issues that we're faced with right now. We've got to make certain that we are publicizing yeah, information. Soil and water is, is just as important. It's all yes. related because
4: if yes. you want to grab, keep a garden at home so you can have access to fresh tomatoes, fresh food. So, yeah, the soil is going to be highly important. We've got one more call if you want to take it, but we're out of time. We, we're out of time. We don't have time.
0: time. <laughs> hey, listen, we got we got some Sugar Hill, though, on the way okay. out. Rapper's Delight. Hey, folks, listen, this is Walter Smith II, the the voice of the Tampa Bay Area, along with my man, Petro Mabili. Yeah. And we are out of here on WMNF 88.5, Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. This is the Sunday Forum. And as always, from my voice to the radio waves, to the hearts and the minds of all of you out there, we love you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it here. On the Sunday forum. Peace. Host Martin, who nanny is next following National Public Radio
4: News here on WMNF Tampa. <laughs>